I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Welcome back to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my good buddy, Chief John Salka. And, uh, John, um, I guess another topic for this one. Um, how, how about we do this? We, how about we talk about the firehouse kitchen table? And um, you, you and I, have, we've, we've, we, God, we've had so many conversations about sitting around having coffee and, and whether, it was, whether we were talking tactics or visiting with the guys or just the rallying point um, in the firehouse, not to be confused with like the watch desk in Chicago or the FDNY where, you know, certain pertinent parts of information are, are passed, but we're talking about the kitchen table in the firehouse. And, uh, I, buddy, I, I mean, two things. One is I, I think those, those conversations are the ones that I know I've been part of or been able to just sit back and listen to, um, have, have actually helped mold my career in a way. And, and so many lessons and so many experiences, um, I, I think it's, it plays such an important role. I know at FDIC, on the big stage, one of the props they have up there is the kitchen table because of the importance. I know I've done forwards for cookbooks where I have recipes in or firehouse, especially firehouse cookbooks, two or three of those, where I've written about just how important sharing the meal is first off. You know, when, when a family, when you sit down with your family, good things happen at the dinner table and you talk and you get to check in and, you know, catch up with people and and the whole meal thing. But I mean, the lessons, I, I mean, talk about that for a second, you know, how important that was to you in your career. You know, I'm listening to you talk about, you know, talk about the kitchen table and all the discussions. And, and, and there's that old saying about all the world's problems get solved at the kitchen table, right? right. And, and we do. Sometimes right. national stories come up and presidential elections and, and local issues and contracts and payments and the union and God knows what all the different topics are but 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 diversity i mean i mean not the topic of diversity but the topics are so diverse that um i mean we could talk all day long about the stuff that gets discussed at the kitchen table some great ideas and i would venture to say some contract ideas some union ideas probably were born at a kitchen table in a, in a firehouse somewhere where a union guy said you know what that's a great idea let me take that back to the office or whatever or maybe maybe the negotiating committee will talk about that um sometimes even uh, i know certainly in my career as, as a captain and a battalion chief and uh, maybe to a lesser degree as a lieutenant but i know a lot of times company policy and company issues and 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 things of that nature that are that are happening and developing sometimes either you're listening in on a conversation at the kitchen table or maybe you're partaking in a conversation at the kitchen table sometimes the answer arrives sometimes the solution to a problem really does come from the kitchen table and sometimes it's like hey cap did you guys ever think about and i'm like holy crap billy that's a good idea and no no i don't think we did think about that let me let me go talk to the other guys about that and all of a sudden you got a solution about 
the Hearst tool or about who carries the tool or who's going to be overtime standby. Or uh, Again, the issue doesn't matter. The, the point is every topic is open. And sometimes the solution comes from an, an unexpected location. A guy with three years sitting in the corner has been listening for three years and suddenly he, he says his first words at the dining room table or the kitchen table and they had a solution to a problem or the answer to a question, you know? Oh, God, it just, like you said, whether, whether you're a firefighter, lieutenant, a captain, or a chief or whatever, having that cup of coffee or that dinner or just sitting at the table getting caught up, you don't even have to, do, you know, some guys study, they, they, get, they get the books out, they do maybe group studies there, or they just sit down and, and bone up on a couple things. Uh, can you remember, um, let's go back in time, and, and I want to compare this to, can you remember the first time, you know, when you, you're brand new, we'll just take the FDM. We'll talk about the volley, volley kitchens in a little bit here. But let's talk about, you know, one of the first couple firehouse kitchen tables in the FDNY, you know, walking in there and seeing some of those people. John, I, I remember, and I, I'll compare it to this. I remember when, when I, I, I moved up to playing major level softball. And, and, and me and, oh, God, <laughs> me and my buddy Timmy, we walked in to this restaurant and as we're walking in, we can look through the windows and we saw sitting all around this, you know, this big set of tables were some of the best players in the country. And Timmy looked, he goes, we both stopped and we looked and he looked at me, he goes, that's, that's Wally Filkins and Randy Filkins and Keith Filkins. And that's, that's, that's Johnny Kelleher. And, and, and that's Jack Kelly and that's Larry Kelly. And that's my, and I'm like, holy crap. And we both looked at each other like, what the hell are we doing here? And we, we sat in there and we were like, and I remember walking into a couple firehouses and looking around and going, Oh my God, look, look at the, I mean, some of the people that were sitting there like Eddie Enright, some of my idols, I was, I was actually, I just sat back. I was, I was kind of stunned. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Oh my God. And then when they started talking, John, I mean, think, like, go back in time. And you, you know, we talked about um, uh, what Joey D does, the Memorial symposium and to honor, honor, honor little Joey D and, and the Friday night story time with all the chiefs. And I'm like, God, we should be videotaping this, you know, same thing at the kitchen table. What was it like for you? I know what it was like for me. I was awestruck sometimes to sit down and just go, I can't believe I'm having coffee with these guys. You know, it, it was great. And I can only say it was great now in retrospect, because now, you know, now we've come so far and we've developed ourselves, you know, into the people we are and we have confidence and, 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 you know, we are where we are, but, but when it was happening, you, you were the new guy, you were the new probie or maybe even a new Lieutenant, you know, you, you had years on the job already. Now you're a boss, but you're still the brand new Lieutenant and you walk in somewhere and all of a sudden you see this captain sitting there of this truck. Who's got like 30 years on a job and this <laughs> lieutenant who's got 25 years that you're relieving and, and you're the Lieutenant with six months on the job, six months in rank, you know, and you're feeling totally, unprepared you feel totally unqualified <laughs> at this point. and i i you must admit and 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 i know for sure sometimes people's um reputations obviously people's reputations precede them but sometimes they're not true right, you know, right. sometimes you hear a lot about you know, tom brennan or you hear a lot about uh you know, i mean so many guys that we've known right uh, kilko was one of the very well-known uh, deputy chiefs in the, in the job when i was a young officer um tom kennedy Right. Uh, I was I was afraid to say the name Tom Kennedy. Never mind being the same. <laughs> and then and then you sit down at a, at a change of shift or something. And all of a sudden this guy's like, hey, how you doing? Good. You know, and I'm like, I ended up, believe it or not, he ended up being a mentor. He ended up being the official program. In other words, I was a brand new battalion chief and I rode with Tom Kennedy 
for a couple of shifts in the 16th Battalion. And it was like, oh, my God, you know. And then and I remember covering and then relieving him, and then he was relieving me, you know, doing a vacation somewhere. And I, I'm saying to myself, I can't believe I'm relieving Tom Kennedy. Tom Kennedy was in this seat. Now I'm in this seat. You know, he went home, and I'm, and I'm riding in the same battalion now. And, and it turns out most of them are what? And we say it all the time. Most of them are just like us. Most of the folks you meet, even, even, the, even the greats, even the greats, you know, the guys that worked with Vinnie Dunn, the, the guys that worked with uh, John Mittendorf, you know, the guys that worked with all the big names that we know of around the country, everybody will tell you, ah, he was just a regular guy, a regular Joe with a cup of coffee in the kitchen, you know. Well, exactly. And, and it's just, you know, and I, I'm thinking of the conversation you're talking about that and, and sitting down with, and I've mentioned Bill Allen, but, you know, some of the, some of the chiefs I sat down with, and I, I was, I was, I'll, I'll be, I'll, you know, look, I can be a tough guy when I need to, but when, when, when you're talking like some of your fire service idols and, and you don't want, you don't want to uh, say the wrong thing. You don't want to, you know, God, I don't want to look like a dumbass and all this stuff. And, and then you, like you said, you realize, Hey, they're, they're just like us, you know, they're just they're And you know, they, they the, the good, just mentors, like us, but better, <laughs> <laughs> but they, 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 they had this way of breaking down the nervousness barriers, you know, you know, the, the, right. The good ones, don't they do that? They make you feel like, like you mean something, you know, like, like, like you're important to them, like it should be. And, and, and I guess that it even made me admire them even that much more, you know, to sit down, you know, you always hear Tom Freeman was always saying, well, Hey, come on by the, the coffee pot. That, he used to say, he used to, that was his message. Coffee pot's always on. You know, because how about this when, when you walk in as a chief, as a young firefighter, to be awestruck in the lessons learned at the kitchen table, listening to the old guys talk about tactics and strategy and fires and jobs and leadership and just sometimes just conversations. Hell, I, I, I learned how to be a better dad, how to be a better father by listening to some of the guys talk about their kids and what they're doing with their families and their wives and stuff. And, you know, like I said, it, it, a lot of it made me even a better person. But you know this, John. You walk into a firehouse. You walk in, chief's in the house, officer on deck, whatever. And you get by the time you get to the kitchen, there's a cup of coffee on the table, on the kitchen table. And that means one of two things: either the guys want to sit down and shoot the shoot the bull with you, or there's an issue. You know, right? And and it was always that. Okay, there's the coffee. You know, let's see where this goes. And, and sometimes it's just, oh, I guess they just wanted to sit around and you know talk tactics or whatever. But like you said, sometimes. Like you said, the solution to a problem or situation, right there at the oh, before you know it, like Tom Tom Freeman say, "Hey, let's sit down. And get, come on, sit down at the kitchen table. Let's 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 solve all the problems in the world of the fire service." <laughs> you know, and and the the things you're able to talk about, and I just think there's something there's an impromptu, uh, more laxed, relaxed atmosphere when you can sit at the kitchen table and converse. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I'll tell you, there's some good things about that. And there's some bad things about that. And um, what happens is, is everybody goes to the kitchen and it's like the recorders are turned off. It's like, oh, you can say anything you want now because we're in the kitchen. And, and, you, and you really can. And I've said this a hundred times. If they, if they filmed, if they filmed the, the morning shift change in the kitchen and put it on TV, you know, <laughs> well, if you didn't film it, if you played it live, I mean, that would be the most popular, that would be the most popular and funniest stuff on TV. We all, we'd all be in jail as well, because the stuff we say is, 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 you know, is, is not acceptable and it's not, you know, however, having said that, here's my point. Some of the stuff that's said in the kitchen sometimes, and I remember a couple of times being in the kitchen as an officer at lunch 
six, eight, 10, 12 guys, right? And you're sitting there talking to the guy opposite you or the guy next to you. And there's some other conversations going around, right? Going on. And then you hear something. Out of the corner of my eye, I see two guys talking and I hear something that I didn't know. Meaning somebody did something, somebody lost something, somebody said something, somebody did something they shouldn't have done. All of a sudden, guess what? Now I accidentally found out about something that I probably wasn't meant to know, but now I do know. So sometimes sitting in the kitchen, you know, the kitchen isn't always one big circus where everybody's in one conversation. Sometimes there's two or three different things going on at the kitchen table. And you and two guys are talking about something down here and a couple other guys are talking about something over there. And sometimes you hear something that you wish you didn't hear. Sometimes you hear something you say, holy crap, am I glad I heard that. You don't say anything. But later on, when you're talking to the captain, when he comes in, you say, hey, listen, I don't, I don't know if you know what's going on, but I heard today at lunch that this and this and this. Really? I said, yes, I did. I didn't talk to anybody about it. I didn't make any acknowledgement that I heard it, but I think it's something we got to look into. And, and sometimes it turned out to be a good thing that I accidentally yeah, heard it. Yeah. I'm not saying it was deliberate that they said it for me to hear it, but, but you know what? That happens too. And I know that happens because I know a couple of times finally said, oh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll throw it around on the kitchen table. And when the boss hears it, maybe he'll do something with it. You know what I'm saying? So, so there's some underlying stuff going on in the kitchen table too as well. It's not always just on the surface, the funny stuff happening. Sometimes there's some planned stuff going on, you know? Exactly. And, and you know, kind of a, a little motive behind everything. Um, but you're right. Some, you know, some of the stuff you hear, and, and I, you, you and I have said this to, about, about some of the officers that they, 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 they sew their asses to the chairs in their, 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 behind their desk, and they never come down for a cup of coffee. Some of them are intimidated, maybe because the guy's, the guy's got a little loud about a topic. And, and first of all, if you're wearing your feelings on your, your shirt sleeve in the fire service, you stood in the wrong line. If, if you get your feelings hurt, you know, easy, you need to, you know, you need to sit down and I'm not talking about threats and nasty shit. I'm talking about, you know what, you, you need to be stand up, be an adult, three times seven, be a good, you know, big boy, big girl and, and pay attention to what's going on. But, you know, again, don't, don't be all kind of hurt feelings in that when you hear things. And I think sometimes guys, John, the, you know, they got into the, maybe the last conversation got a little heated or, you know, a little more serious than they wanted to. And then, maybe two or three of those in a row. Now they start to avoid the kitchen, you know, which, and I think that can be a bad thing too, because now all of a sudden that, 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 that chain, that link in that chain is cut. And you, you know, all, all you're only seeing the guys at training at roll call or on a rig or call or, you know, rig or whatever. But I think there's things like you said that come up certain topics. It gives you an opportunity. Yes, they can be bad. Sometimes you wish it to hear it. But sometimes, like you said, it gives you opportunity to fix something right then and there before it, it gets all blown out of proportion or festers into something that it's not, you know, needs to be. You can kill off a lot of the BS, right? Yep. And, and, and I know for sure, because I did it a couple of times, a couple of times stuff came up, issues came up, um, maybe job-wide issues, not really disciplinary issue, operational issues or Maybe just issues about, gee, really, we got to start doing that now or, or whatever it is, right? And a couple of times I used the kitchen table as, a, as, a, as the place to sort of lay the law down and say, hey, fellas, listen, just, just to let you know. And there we are eating our, you know, our steak sandwiches. And it was a little bit more of a casual, easygoing discussion than maybe a roll call about, hey, listen, guys, effective immediately, new chief of department. He's been around to a couple of firehouses, proper uniforms. All the time, no more golf shirts, button-down shirts only, no more white socks. Listen, it's a change, but get used to it. 
Now, if you're doing it on a roll call, it's one thing. If you start talking about it at the kitchen table sometimes, sometimes it's more sellable. Sometimes it's more plausible when it's a conversation at lunch rather than maybe a, a roll call, you know, discussion. Hell, just tell, tell, tell someone to put their uniform shirt on over their T-shirt at, at the kitchen table. You know, hey, you know, make sure we get ready to go up, put your shirt back on. Oh, gotcha, Cam. Sometimes it just, I think when you're a little bit more relaxed, it gives you an avenue to slip a few things in there. I mean, the mentoring that goes on at the kitchen table, I know for me, John, the things I learned in the Chicago firehouses I hung out with, with, with Ray Hoff and Eddie Enright and Bobby McKee and, oh, my God, people like that. And, and what, God, I heard things, good stuff, things that, that, that changed how I acted, how I did things. I watched people, how they handle themselves, how they handle conversations, how they handle controversy. How, how about this? How many times have you sat down and just talk tactics and strategy? You know, remember we talked about we come and you throw a, a magazine on the, cover, on, the, on, the, on the counter on a table with a cover on it, you know, I'm sorry, cover, a picture on the cover, and you do like an hour's worth of tactics and strategy. You know, Terry McGrath came by, our good buddy Terry from Louisville, came by a trophy club when I was there, his interim, and we were, he came, when he came by, we are sitting at the kitchen table with the guys talking tactics and strategy, and he goes, God, I love seeing you do that. I have so much fun when we sit down and talk tactics, and you look like you're having so much fun, and the guys are engaged. We're talking, you know, flows and stretching lines and searches and things. And I mean, some of my best tactics, tactics and strategy conversations were at the kitchen table, John. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and sometimes they're born in different places. Like, like you said, it could be a cover of a magazine. Somebody throws that on a table or somebody brings it in. Could be a newspaper from a job, maybe somewhere else the, the day before somebody's got the newspaper. Holy cow. Look, look at the head over next door, you know, or, or in the other battalion. Or it could be your own job. You know, you get a job yeah. at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, get back, clean everything up, saws it back in service. One guy taps out, everybody's cleaned and back in service. All of a sudden, oh, lunchtime. Now you're sitting down for lunch, and it's the first meal after the job. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, guys start talking. Hey, hey, Chief, uh, did you make it up to the roof for that job? No I, no, I did not. What's going on? Well, I was up there, and all of a sudden, now you're getting a story about, you know, the first two truck, and he had a little trouble with the saw, but luckily I had mine up there, and we ended up getting together and, you know, we got that, we got that whole cut really quick and you, you got to, you, you practically have to put a, you have to tell them to stop talking. We got to start eating now. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's all excited about what they did. And, and it's just that venue. It's that table. The table just makes you talk, you know? Well, and there's been history made at the table. I, I, when I, you know, when we first started doing Saving Our Own, you were first doing Get Out Live. One of the, one of the challenges I had, John, was go to teach somewhere and them having, everybody had stairs. You could do a stair rescue. A lot of places had a window. You could do the, you know, you could do the, the ladder bail, the rope slide. You could do the second floor rescue, but not too many people had a hatch to do the Nance drill or the window and the, and the dimensions to do the, the, the Mark Langford, you know, the Denver rescue. And I, I remember sitting down, you remember Seth Dale, right? Seth was, he's Lieutenant on uh, uh, BC Lieutenant. I've got to forget where Seth's, where he's at right now, rank wise at Darren Waters. Seth's a great guy. I apologize, Seth. Um, I uh, drew a blank right there, but Seth was, you know, one of our carpenters. And I remember, I still have it in my drawer right next to my desk. We sat down and I said, I need a prop. I need you to build me a prop. You know, what, what do you think? And I sat down and on a napkin, on a freaking napkin at the kitchen table, we drew what became the first saving our own prop with the, with the, with the ability to do the Nance drill, the stairs drill, the, the window rescue, the rope slide, the ladder bail, um, the, the wall breach, uh, the, the the Denver rescue, everything all in one. You could have a couple things going on at the same time. 
on a freaking napkin at the kitchen table. Um, but, but I want you to comment on something, uh, you know, that, that one of my guys, when my guys went and rode out there um, on duty at, you know, legal, as I say, legal, insured and all that stuff, when the battalion chiefs went to ride out with the new chief states from, from Louisville, I remember one of them come back and going, you know, boss, we didn't sit down and have supper till 930 at night because the truck was on a second alarm. And I said, yeah, that's because, and that, I, I don't know if it's in every firehouse out of hundreds of firehouses there, several hundred, but I know how it worked in the 18th Battalion. I knew how it worked in a couple of places I rode in Chicago. You didn't sit down to have the meal unless everybody was there. You know, you sat down as a family. And again, yeah, I've heard you say it, you know, they put, once they say chow's on and everybody sits down, bing, they catch a call, it's all, it's all done. But how important, I mean, that, they did that for a reason, right? They did that for, you, you didn't sit down unless everybody was there to sit down and have the dinner or lunch. Yeah. And you know what? And, and that is, is just one amongst many, many little firehouse traditions and most of them being, you know, kitchen table traditions like, uh, and, and that's one of them. Everybody's got to be in. If, if the battalion is, is picked up another run on the way back, then the engine trucks sit there and they keep everything hot and they wait. We're going to eat? Yeah, battalion's on the way back now. And then the battalion backs in, good. Chow's on. Or, the, or, or before the battalion gets back, the engine goes out on an ERS or a medical call. Now the battalion gets back, now we're waiting for the engine to get back. And it, it, sometimes, it, sometimes it takes longer than other times. Another one is like where I used to be the captain at 48th engine. There's no TV. There's no TV in the dining room. You're at the kitchen table to talk. There's no TV. There's no radio. There's no nothing in there. The kitchen table is a place where people eat and where people talk and where people, you know, discuss things. And, and that's another tradition there. Some places have a TV in the dining room, and, and that's just fine. You know, but everybody's got their little – everybody's got their little – specialties, the little ways that they do things. And, and a lot of them are circled around the fact that that's really the social, that's really the social, you know, core of the firehouse. Yeah, there's discussions going on in lots of places, but if you want to throw something out there and get the most input from, from the guys and the gals in the firehouse, the kitchen. Oh, the kitchen and, and that's where we do roll call sometimes instead of out on the floor, maybe they, they meet up. We've talked about certain guys, Hey, everybody get back here. We're gonna do a roll call in the kitchen or at the kitchen table. Or we're going to come do and do part. Come back when we're done checking the rigs and everything ready to do part two of the roll call. Finish up. We talked about our training and stuff like that. But John, there, there, there's a challenge out there. A lot of the new guys and gals, we've seen this in a lot of firehouses. Not, not all of them, but a lot of them. They, they, they started bringing in their own meals, their own stuff, and eating when they wanted to. And, and I've been, you and I've been. I've been to places. I'm like. It's a guy with her sitting eating his Subway sandwich. And then a little bit later, this guy opens up his – and I'm like, God. And, and it's almost you – know, I've been there at class, and I've sat down with, like, two guys, and everybody else is just kind of off doing their own thing. And I think – I think I said it when we start off, when you don't sit down as a family at home and have a meal once in a while. I know everybody's got a lot of stuff going on. I, you know what? If you bring all your food in from home, whatever, that's fine. But, you, you know, you, you should sit down and plan the meal time, whether you actually make something – or don't, I think it's important to sit down together. Uh, I cooked, I cooked for years. I cooked for, golly, I cooked for, for, for nine years for 10 to 15 guys. And, and I loved it. I loved, you know, I had, you know, grandparents that taught me how to cook and one, you know, all that different stuff. But I just thought it was just such a great rallying point. But I think some of the young guys and gals need to hear that, you know, if you're not going to, if you're not going to cook a meal, and you decide to bring everything in, at least sit down, right? Break bread together and talk and visit. And this is your chance to, 
you get to talk with, you know, how's your kid doing with soccer or softball or how they do with school or how's that new truck or how's that new baby? And, you know, how's your husband do this, your wife, whatever. I, I just, your thoughts on that, John, on the message we should send to the new guys and gals that, you know, it may not seem like a big deal to you, but, but, but it's one of those things that really is when it comes to putting all the pieces together in the firehouse. Mm-hmm. And then another thing uh, that the kitchen table I, I find interesting is that the ranks get a little blurry at the kitchen table. Uh, you know, you might have a captain sitting there with a couple of firefighters, maybe the chief's at the end of the table with the aide or by himself and everybody's having lunch and maybe talking amongst themselves or even collectively. And sometimes things are said, sometimes some kidding around is done. Sometimes some things are said that you get a little bit more freedom to say at the kitchen table in the kitchen amongst each other that, that you wouldn't say on a, a, you know, on the fire ground or in the car or at a training or even out at the scene somewhere where things are a little bit more, you know, a little bit more legit. Everybody's in there playing their official roles. Kitchen table, everything gets a little, a little blurry and there's a little bit more room for kidding around and for tossing jokes and for saying, yeah, like the captain yesterday, uh, when he, when he, you know, whatever he did that was funny and the captain would laugh. He wouldn't be like, Hey, you know, so I think everybody lets their guard down a little bit and ranks get blurred a little bit. And I think that's another reason the kitchen table is a great place to be because sometimes stuff is said that wouldn't be said really anywhere else in a firehouse or anywhere else on duty, maybe not even at a, at a company party. Uh, that's how unique the kitchen table atmosphere is. Well, and, and I see that same thing, John, in the volunteer firehouses, that it's the rallying point, the kitchen, where everybody goes grab a cup of coffee, grab a soda or whatever, or, you know, same, same. I mean, you know, I mean, they have their meeting rooms and that, but a lot of volunteer departments, you know, the, 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 you know, the couple I belong to and then the ones I've been at, like you, uh, you know, you're chief of your department now, but some of the places we visit, that that's always been like, you know, you walk in, that's one of the first places you go. And during breaks, during class, you're teaching, everybody's, you know, hanging out in the kitchen, talking and else. Like I said, it, it molded, it, it helped mold my career. I, some of my best and most valued experiences uh, were gained at the kitchen table. Uh, like I said earlier, I have no problem saying it. it changed how I was as a father, as a husband, as, a, as an officer, I learned things about parents and about, you know, being a, a soulmate and, and, and about everything. And that now all the things I get, I gathered and gained from, uh, you know, taking care of the rigs and the, the, all the mentoring that when I was incredible. And I'll tell you what, if you ever got, if you ever got a phone number for a contractor or a guy that could do fences or the fireman from another house that does cinder blocks and you probably got it at the kitchen table. You know, those discussions come up at the kitchen table too while you're eating lunch. Hey, Billy, uh, you do construction. You know anybody that does concrete? Yeah, yeah. My, my brother-in-law does concrete. He's in 92 Engine. Oh, g- give me his number. I, I, I got to put a pad out in the back of the house for, you know. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, so that's another thing. Here's an interesting thing. Um, like in my volunteer firehouse, we don't have a kitchen table because we have a kitchen, but there's no table in there. We don't eat meals. It's, it's a volunteer firehouse. We get a meeting room that's empty. We have a you know, a training room upstairs with some couches and stuff like that. But you know what they did recently in the past year? They put a kitchen table on the apparatus floor. The back of the apparatus floor had a big open spot. The guys built a big, beautiful, heavy wooden table, put some chairs around it. And I know there's guys out there that get all upset about the diesel fumes and about, you know, being out there with the rigs and stuff like that. But it's a small volunteer fire department. They're not doing a lot of runs. It's not like there's any blue smoke hanging in the air all day long. But I must tell you, that apparatus floor table, is almost the same table that, that's in the kitchen in 48 Engine. It's almost got the same features to it. Everybody comes in and they walk right back there first. And guys are sitting back there eating lunch maybe during the day. Maybe the back door and the front door are open. Guys wander in and wander out. 
And a lot of those same conversations happen. And I know career departments do that as well. I remember the Bridgeport Fire Department in Connecticut. I stopped there a couple of times. And uh, Gary Baker, a good friend of mine, was, a, uh, was an officer there. And, and a lot of those places had tables out on the apparatus floor with four or five chairs. And guys, some places actually ate their meals out there. Other places, uh, you know, just, just had to, you know, sit out there and smoke a cigarette or a cigar or something, you know. Well, so, I, I, like I said, as we, as we wrap things up here, um, doesn't matter, volunteer career, you know, it's a great rallying point. Um, John, if you summarize your thoughts, you know, in a sentence or two here on, the, on, on, on what we talked about. We're talking about the lessons, you know, learned, lessons from the firehouse kitchen table and the importance of that rallying point. You know, the kitchen table is a great place. The kitchen in general, the kitchen table specifically, is a great place to open up. Everybody's, like I said, everybody's a little bit at ease there. You can ask questions, maybe things you wouldn't talk about somewhere else. So don't ever miss an opportunity. I must tell you, when I look at pictures of the firehouse, I look at the picture of the kitchen table at 48 and 45 and 58 and the one eight. That's the, that's the room I miss. That's the room I miss fit, sitting in. Used to play dice with the guys once in a while, just hang around an hour after the meal with coffee and, and talk about a bunch of stuff. So don't ever miss an opportunity. Don't, don't be in such a rush that you grab a cup of coffee and run right out or don't come in in the morning. Always take the time to, to reset yourself and, st and stop the kitchen table at a shift change or when guys are hanging around in the volunteer house and catch up with what's going on. It's a, invaluable it's, it's a great great place to be and you pick up a lot of information that you will find nowhere else oh it'll it'll change your career it did for me it did for me and i i value every bit of it so hey buddy if they want to get a hold of you shoot your email out there chief john salka at gmail.com and i'm chief lasky at gmail.com and uh john i always ask you a couple things when we close these shows out uh, first of all we want to thank you for for joining us again uh keep spreading the word we're having a ball with these Hope they've been good for you. Um, but, but we always close out our, our shows with asking you to please keep the men and women in armed forces in your thoughts and prayers. And remember, once a firefighter, always a firefighter. And that means never forgetting means never forgetting. Thank you. God bless you. And we'll catch you on the next one.